Congratulations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, June 4th, 2014, for the Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of DoubleWideNetwork.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is 2014, the Year of Devastation. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for this time of fun and fellowship and an all serious Lord God. We thank you for the preparation time that you've allowed us and are allowing us to get ready for the soon return of your one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. Lord God, we ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit have its way. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in this place today. And we ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Welcome, folks. Greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another gripping episode of Streams in the Desert Live. Well, my friends, as we begin today's broadcast, I would just like to put you in remembrance of the God-given mandate for 2014. As many of you may know, the Lord God, by way of the power working and anointing of the small, still voice of his Holy Spirit for the last 11 years, has given me, anywhere from the middle uh, to the end of the year prior, a mandate for the coming year. The mandate the Lord God has set forth for the year 2014 is as follows. 2014 is the year of devastation. You may be interested in knowing just how I receive these mandates from the Lord. Each year, the Lord has presented them to me in various fashions. For instance, here is how the Lord spoke to me in regards to the mandate for 2014, which took place on October 7, 2013, as I listened to a video concerning the soon-coming American as well as worldwide financial collapse that is predicted to be the final crash of the world economy as we know it and is set to take place in 2015 according to secular economic forecasters. The Lord God spoke to me very softly by way of his precious and Holy Spirit and simply said, the year of devastation. 2014 will be the year of devastation. He has well said that for his people, it will be a time as outlined in Daniel chapter 11, verses 32 and 33, of which states, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he, in regards to the Antichrist, shall be corrupted by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. My friends, an exploit is a striking or notable deed, feat, spirited, or heroic act. Verse 33 says, And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days. Now the word devastation 
my friends, means the act of devastating, as in destruction. Devastation as well is said to be the state of desolation. First, it is to lay waste or make desolate, ravage, or destroy. Number two, it is to confound or confuse or overwhelm as with grief or shock. My friends, with that shared, let us now check out this article found on the website of theeconomiccollapse.com, written by Michael Snyder, dated July 17th, 2012. Yes, you heard me right, 2012, titled 11 International Agreements That Are Nails in the Coffin of the Petrodollar. But before I get into the article, my friends, let's take a short tour of just what a petrodollar is. Because what is being said in the article is going to be a lot more meaningful and impacting if you have an idea as to what a petrodollar is. Petrodollars are cash, usually U.S. currency, derived from the sale of oil and deposited by oil exporters into Western, usually American, banks. Here's how it works, according to InvestingAnswers.com, where they begin by saying... Let's assume that country XYZ sold $40 billion in U.S. dollars of oil in 2008. The money that country XYZ deposits into an American bank is called petrodollars. Country XYZ does this in order to earn the highest return possible on the money and perhaps later uses it to fund infrastructure projects, combat budget, imbalances, or other governmental initiatives. Here's why they say that petrodollars are so very important. Petrodollars are a good example of how one's country, country's economic prospects affect other countries. For instance, countries that rely on petrodollars for economic stability can expect windfall gains when the price of oil increases. Likewise, they are hard hit by decreases on oil prices while often which often cause foreign investors to flee the market and can ultimately prompt these countries to diversify. In other words, my friends, to expand and grow larger. Now on to our article, 11 International Agreements That Are Nails in the Coffin of the Petrodollar, in which Mr. Schneider starts off by asking this question, is the petrodollar dead? Well, not yet, he says, but the nails are being hammered into the coffin even as you read this. For decades, most of the nations of the world have used the U.S. dollar to buy oil and to trade with each other. In essence, the U.S. dollar has been acting as a true global currency. Virtually every country on the face of the earth has needed big piles of U.S. dollars for international trade. This has ensured a huge demand for U.S. dollars and U.S. government debt. This demand for dollars has kept prices and interest rates low, and it has given the U.S. government an incredible amount of power and leverage around the globe. Right now, U.S. dollars make up more than 60% of all foreign currency reserves in the world. But times are changing. Over the past couple of years, there have been a whole bunch of international agreements that have made the U.S. dollar less important in the international trade. The mainstream media in the U.S. has been strangely quiet about all these agreements. But the truth is that they are setting the stage for a fundamental shift in the way that trade is conducted around the globe. When the petrodollar dies, it's going to have an absolutely, check this out, my friends, devastating, which, my friends, translates to overwhelming, shocking, upsetting, disturbing, distressing, and demoralizing impact on the U.S. economy. Mr. Snyder continues by saying, sadly, most Americans are totally clueless regarding what is about to happen to the dollar. One of the reasons that the Federal Reserve has been able to get away with flooding the financial system with U.S. dollars is because the rest of the world has been soaking a lot of those dollars up. The rest of the world has needed giant piles of dollars to trade with. But what's going to happen when they don't need dollars anymore? 
Could we see a tsunami of inflation as demand for the dollar plummets like a rock? The power of the U.S. dollar has been on the, one of the few things holding up our economy. Once that leg is kicked out from under us, we are going to be in a whole lot of trouble, Mr. Snyder says. The following are 11 international agreements that nail the coffin of the petrodollar and begin with number one, China and Russia. China and Russia have decided to start using their own currency with trading while trading with each other. The following is from China Daily article about this important agreement. China and Russia have decided to denounce and renounce the U.S. dollar and resort to using their own currencies for bilateral trade. Premier Wynne and his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, announced late on Tuesday, which was November 24th, 2010, my friends, Chinese experts said the move reflects closer relations between Beijing and Moscow and is not aimed at challenging the dollar, but to protect their domestic economies. About trade settlement, we have decided to use our own currencies, Putin said in a joint news conference with Wynne in St. Petersburg. The two countries were accustomed to using other currencies, especially the dollar, for bilateral trade. Since the financial crisis, however, high-ranking officials on both sides began to explore other possibilities. Number two on our international list of agreements that are nailing the petrodollar coffin shut is China and Brazil. Did you know that Brazil conducts more trade with China than with anyone else? The largest economy in South America has just agreed to a huge dollar swap deal with the largest economy in Asia. The following is from a recent BBC article. China and Brazil have agreed to to a currency swap deal in a bid to safeguard against any global financial crisis and strengthen their trade ties. It will allow their respective central banks to exchange local currencies worth up to $60 billion in rails or $190 billion in yuan or $30 billion in U.S. dollars and or $19 billion or 19 billion euros. The amount can be used to shore up reserves in times of crisis or put towards boosting bilateral trade. My friends, our third agreement that's nailing the coffin of the petrodollar shut is between China and Australia. Mr. Snyder asks this daunting question. Did you know that Australia conducts more trade with China than with anyone else? Australia also recently agreed to a huge currency swap deal with China. The following is from a recent Financial Express article, which states that the central banks of China and Australia signed a $30 billion or $31.2 billion currency swap agreement to ensure the availability of capital between the trading partners. The Reserve Bank of Australia said... The main purpose of the swap agreements are to support trade and investment between Australia and China, particularly in the local currency term, and to strengthen bilateral financial cooperation, the RBA said in a statement on its website. The agreement reflects the increasing opportunities available to settle trades between the two countries in Chinese renminbi and to make RMB denominated investments. China has been expanding currency swaps, my friends, and accords as it promotes the international use of the yuan. And the accord with Australia follows similar deals with nations including South Korea, Turkey, and Kazakhstan. China is Australia's biggest trading partner and accounts for about a quarter of the nation's merchandise sales abroad. Number four in our international list, an agreement that is shutting off the petrodollar from the world. China and Japan, the second and third largest economies 
on the entire planet have decided that they will start moving towards using their own currency when trading with each other. This agreement was incredibly important, but it was almost totally ignored by the U.S. media. According to Bloomberg, it is anticipated that this agreement will strengthen ties between the two Asian giants. Japan and China will prompt direct trading of the yen and yuan without using dollars and will encourage the development of a market for companies involved in the exchanges, the Japanese government said. And number five on our list of international agreements that are snuffing out the petrodollar, my friends, is between India and Japan. It is not just China making these kind of currency agreements. According to Reuters, India and Japan have also agreed to a very large currency swap deal. India and Japan have agreed to a $15 billion currency swap line. Japan's Prime Minister Yoshiko Noda has said on Wednesday in a positive move for the troubled Indian rupee. Asia's worst performing currency this year. In number six, we find junk for oil, my friends, how India and China are buying oil from Iran. Iran is still selling lots of oil. They just aren't exchanging that oil for U.S. dollars as much these days. So how is Iran selling their oil without using dollars? A Bloomberg article recently detailed what countries such as China and India are exchanging for Iranian oil. Iran and its leading oil buyers, China and India, are finding ways to skirt the U.S. and European Union financial sanctions on the Islamic Republic by agreeing to trade oil for local currencies and goods, including wheat, soybean meal, and consumer products. India, the second biggest importer of Iran's oil, has set up a rupee account at a state-owned bank to settle as much as 45% of its bill, according to Indian officials. China, Iran's largest oil customer, already settles some of its oil debts through barter. Mahmoud Basmani Iran's central bank governor said February 28th, Iran also has sought to trade oil for wheat from Pakistan and Russia, according to media reports from those two countries. And on that note, my friends, we'll be right back after this break to check out the climax of this chilling report concerning the soon-coming crash of the dollar not to mention our very way of life. We want to see things for the way they really are. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see. I want to see. Lift it up. Let me hear you. We want to see things as they really are. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, and let us see, spiritually speaking. Okay, here we are at number seven in the summarization of the 11 international agreements that are nails in the coffin of the petrodollar. Coming in at number seven is 
Iran and Russia. Now it's getting scary, my friends. According to Bloomberg, Iran and Russia have decided to discard the U.S. dollar and use their own currencies when trading with each other. Iran and Russia... Iran and Russia replaced the U.S. dollar with their national currency in bilateral trade. Iran's state-run FARS news agency reported, citing Syed Riza Shani, the Iranian ambassador to Moscow. The proposal to switch to the ruble and the rail was raised by Russian President Dmitry Medvedev at a meeting with his Iranian counterpart, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, in Astana, Kazakhstan, of the Shanghai Corporation Organization, the ambassador said. Coming in at number eight is China and Chile, my friends. China and Chile recently signed a new agreement that will dramatically expand trade between the two nations and that is also likely to lead to a significant currency swap between the two countries. The following is from a recent report that describes this new agreement between China and Chile. When called on the two nations to expand trade in goods, promote trade in services and mutual investments, and double bilateral trade in three years. My friends, from the time that that agreement was signed, we'll put those three years at 2015. The Chinese leader also said the two countries should enhance corporations in mining, expand farm product trade, and promote cooperation in farm product, uh, pro, uh, farm product production and processing and agricultural technology. China would like to be actively engaged in Chile's infrastructure construction and work with Chile to promote the development of transportation networks in Latin America, said Wen. Meanwhile, Wen suggested that the two sides launch currency swaps and expand settlement in Chinese Ramimbi. Coming in at number nine, my friends, is China and the United Arab Emirates. According to CNN, China and the United Arab Emirates recently agreed to a very large currency swap deal. In January, Chinese Premier Wen visited the United Arab Emirates and signed a 5.5 billion currency swap deal to bolster trade and investments between the two countries. Hmm. Coming in at number 10 is China and Africa. Did you know, my friends, that China is now Africa's biggest trading partner, says Mr. Snyder? For many years, the U.S. dollar was dominant in Africa, but now that is changing. A report from Africa's largest bank, Standard Bank, says we expect at least $100 billion, about 786 renminbi, in Sino-Africa trade, more than the total bilateral trade between China and Africa in 2010, to be settled in the Remimbi by 2015. And my friends, last, but in no way least, number 11. You know, I love that word, 11. Number 11. 11 always refers to the fact, my friends, that something else is going on behind it. We'll get into that on another day, though. Number 11 is what is called the BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Mr. Snyder states that the BRICS continue to become a larger factor in the global economy. He says that a recent agreement between those nations set the stage for them to increasingly use their own national currencies when trading with each other, rather than the U.S. dollar. And goes on to say the following is... From a news source in India, which states that the five major emerging economies of BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are set to inject greater economic momentum into their grouping by signing two packs for promoting intra-BRICS trading at the fourth summit of their leaders here Thursday which, my friends, was March 29, 2012. 
The two agreements that will enable credit facility and local cur- currency for businesses of the BRICS countries will be signed in the presence of the leaders of the five countries. The PACs are expected to scale up intra-BRICS trade, which has been growing at a rate of 28% over the last few years. But at $230 billion, remains much below the potential of the five economic powerhouses. Mr. Snyder then asks this question. So what does all of this mean? It means that the days of the U.S. dollar being the de facto reserve currency of the world are numbered. My friends, he goes on to, to tell us why. This is important. When he, start, when he states, in a previous article, I quoted an outstanding article by Martin Katusa that detailed many of the important benefits that the petrodollar system has afforded the U.S. economy. Mr. Snyder says, quoting Mr. Katusa's uh, article, the petrodollar system was a brilliant political and economic move. It forced the world's oil money to flow through the U.S. Federal Reserve, creating ever-growing international demand for both U.S. dollars and U.S. debt, while essentially letting the U.S. pretty much own the world's oil for free. Since oil's value is denominated in currency that America controls and prints. The petrodollar system spread beyond oil. The majority of international trade is done in U.S. dollars. That means from Russia to China, Brazil to South Korea, every country aims to maximize the U.S. dollar surplus garnered from its export trade to buy oil. The U.S. has reported many rewards As oil usage increased in the 1980s, demand for the U.S. dollar rose with it, lifting the U.S. economy to new heights. But even without economic success at home, the U.S. dollar would have soared because the petrodollar system created constant international demand for U.S. dollars, which in turn gained in value. A strong U.S. dollar allowed Americans to buy imported goods at a massive discount. The petrodollar system essentially creating a subsidiary for U.S. consumers at the expense of the rest of the world. Here, finally, the U.S. hit on a downside. The availability of cheap imports hit the U.S. manufacturing industry hard, and the disappearance of manufacturing jobs remains one of the biggest challenges in resurrecting the U.S. economy today. So what happens when the petrodollar dies, asks Mr. Snyder, who then goes on to give us a list of some of the things that we are likely to see, such as oil will cost a whole lot more. Everything will cost a whole lot more. There will be a lot less foreign demand for U.S. government debt. Interest rates on U.S. government debt will rise. Interest rates on just about everything in the U.S. economy will rise. And that's just for starters, Mr. Snyder says, who then continues by saying, as I wrote about earlier today, the Federal Reserve is not going to save us. Ben Bernanke is not going to somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat that will magically make everything okay. Fundamental changes in the global financial system are happening right now, Mr. Snyder states, that are impossible for Bernanke to stop. Remember, my friends, this article was from 2012 when Bernanke was still on the scene. Mr. Snyder then says we should have never gone into so much debt. Up until now, we have gotten away with it. But when demand for the U.S. dollar and U.S. debt dries up, we are going to experience a mass amount of pain. Mr. Snyder ends by saying ominously, The end of the petrodollar is going to be a very significant landmark on the road towards the total collapse 
of the U.S. economy. And I say to you, my friends, as I was researching the things that I'm presenting to you here today, I as well found this very riveting statement on a website called the Socioeconomics History Blog, in which the following was said, in 2015, the elites are going to collapse all the currencies of the world by crashing economies and the one quadrillion derivatives market. And that will take down the world and give the elite opportunity to introduce the new world government and one world currency. But my friends, the only thing that they forgot to say, or most likely did not know to say, is that it will all, whenever it takes place, which will be soon and very soon, be propelled by Satan's inspired plan in the hearts of evil men to bring about a one-world political, economic, and religious system, which will be headed up by the one that the Bible calls the man of sin, who is commonly known to be the Satan-possessed and propelled Antichrist, of whom will be aided by Satan's false prophet to bring to pass the inglorious Satanic plan, which in reality is for all who find themselves living upon the face of the earth at that time not to live in love, peace, joy, and harmony, but rather to be in complete mind, body, heart, soul, and spiritual bondage unto Satan, of whom will be the same that will do nothing but worship Satan and shortly join him, his Antichrist, and the false prophet in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity. For the Bible says, in Ezekiel chapter 7, verses 1 through 19, of these days in which we now find ourselves living in, and of those yet still to come, that as it is, my friends, for Israel, so is it for America and the rest of the world at large. My saying, my friends. When Ezekiel begins by saying in verse 1, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, also, thou son of man, thus saith the Lord God unto the land of Israel, and I, my friends, say unto America and the world as well, and end, the Lord God says, the end is come upon the four corners of the land. Now is the end come upon thee, and I, the Lord God says, will send my anger upon thee and will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense upon thee all thine abominations. My friends, this is a corporate, station, a corporate statement and an individual statement. The Lord is about to visit judgment upon each and every individual and the abominations that they live under. So it is time to be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, back at verse 4, the Lord says, Mine eye shall not spare thee, neither will I have pity. I will recompense thy ways upon thee, and thine abomination shall be in the midst of thee, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, and evil and only evil, behold, is come, and an end is come. The end is come, says the Lord God. It watcheth for thee, behold, it is come. The morning is come unto thee, O thou that dwellest in the land. The time is come, the day of trouble is near, and not the sounding again of the mountains. Now will I, says the Lord God, shortly pour out my fury upon thee, and accomplish mine anger upon thee. And I will judge thee according to thy ways, and will recompense or repay, my friends, thee for all thine abominations. And mine eye shall not spare thee, neither will I have pity. I will recompense thee according to thy ways. And abominations that are in the midst of thee, and ye shall know that I am the Lord that smiteth. Behold the day, behold it is come, 
The morning is gone forth. The rod has blossomed. Pride has budded. Violence is risen up into a rod of wickedness. None of them shall remain, nor of their multitude, nor of any of theirs. Neither shall there be wailing for them. The time is come, the day draweth near, says the Lord God. Let not the buyer rejoice, for the seller mourneth, for wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive, for the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return, neither shall any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. They have blown the trumpet even to make all ready, but none goeth to the battle. For my wrath, the Lord God says, it is upon the multitudes thereof. The sword is without, and pestilence and famine within. He that is in the field shall die with the sword, and he that is in the city, famine and pestilence shall devour him. But they that escape of them shall escape and shall be on the mountains like doves of the valley, all of them mourning every one for his iniquity. All hands shall be feeble, all knees shall be weak as water. They shall also gird themselves with sackcloth and horror shall cover them and shame shall be upon all faces and baldness upon their heads. And here, my friends, they say that the next big currency to hit the world will be backed by gold, something that has happened in the past, and they say that it will happen again. But my friends, the Lord God has this to say about something that has never happened yet, but is soon to take place. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. And for that reason, my friends, Jesus as well says in Matthew chapter 16, verses 25 through 28, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whoever shall lose his life for my sake, says the Lord Jesus Christ, shall find it. For what, is a, what, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. My friends, that's exactly what was said in Ezekiel chapter 7 that we just read, the Lord repeated it over and over and over again, saying that on a corporate or a national or nation basis and an individual basis, that he was soon to come and recompense or repay everyone for their evil and for their abominations. And Jesus Christ reiterates it here in Matthew chapter 16 in the New Testament when it says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, Jesus said, There be some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Yes, my friends, there are some who are in the world this very day who will not have tasted of the physical death before the Lord Jesus Christ returns in the rapture, or shall we say the catching away of his saints. But to go with the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, and you know, I wouldn't mind hearing from Pastor Tom right now if he wants to give me a buzz, because we can talk about this. But to go with the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture, you must have a personal relationship in good standing with him. For the word of God states plainly that no man comes unto the Father except by way of the blood of Jesus Christ, my friends. Some people believe that things will go on as they have in the past, but I am here to tell you that soon and very soon, 
they will literally, as the word of God says and has stated, be thrown be throwing their silver and gold in the streets, for it will not deliver them from the wrath of God, which is soon to impact this very earth. My friends, there are people being led astray left and right. You know, I think it's really interesting how a lot of people will write books on the dollar collapse and how the dollar is going to collapse and all this kind of stuff. But in the same breath, they're telling you, that when the dollar does collapse, that they're going to give you a plan as to how that with your silver and backed uh, gold-backed uh, backups, you're going to be able to come out on top. My friends, discard all those books because for some reason, those folks are very intelligent, but they cannot read and understand the simple word of God that says that soon, my friends, People will be throwing their silver and gold in the street, for it will not deliver them from the wrath of God, which is soon to impact, as I said before, this very earth. My friends, I really don't know how much longer the Lord God is going to let things go at status quo before he suddenly sends his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, the only Savior of the world, to break the eastern sky in his return for those who are ready, watching, and waiting, and praying for his imminent return. My friends, there is good news in all of this bad news. The good news is that the Lord God says this, that today is the day of salvation. For my friends, we never know what tomorrow will bring, My friends, it's a very sad state of affairs. This afternoon, they found the body of the hiker who was visiting from Seattle, who never returned. My friends, he was said to be ready to start a new job this week. He was enjoying a vacation before he was starting a new chapter in his life. But my friends, he's gone now. My question is, did he know the one who holds the keys to eternal life? Because if he didn't, my friends, he is in this very moment in hell. And he and a lot of other people who do not know the Lord, if that was his case, are in the same position. The good news is that the Lord God says in his word, my friends, that today is the day of salvation. For my friends, we never know, as I said before, what tomorrow will bring. But the Lord Jesus Christ is ready and waiting with open arms to receive you if you will only call upon his name, as the word of God says, which there again, his name, my friends, is Jesus, and he is the Christ, or the anointed one of God, sent to take away the sins of the world, my friends. But you have to have a relationship with him before that can be done. Jesus Christ is the name above all names, my friends, and it's the only name by which all mankind must be saved by. My friends, that is in the true and unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says that Jesus Christ is the name above all names and is the only name by which all mankind must be saved by, or you are on your way to the lake of fire for all eternity. My friends, and if you would just ask him to forgive you of your sins, as he has given us an invitation that's open 24 7, 365. And it is found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, where Jesus extends this invitation unto us all when he says, beginning in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. My friends, that would be the door of your heart. Jesus then says, If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him, in meaning eat with him, in, in the spiritual term, my friends, eating the word of God, sup with him, and he with me. Jesus said, to him that overcometh will I grant 
to sit with me in my throne or power, my friends. The word throne is in reference to power. Jesus said, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne or power, my friends, it's a mystery that if you know the word of God, know it well and know it correctly, the Holy Spirit will convey these meanings to you. Jesus continues and ends by saying, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, with a capital S, which is in reference to the Holy Spirit, saith unto the churches. Because, my friends, if the Lord Jesus Christ comes in the rapture, or, take, or you take your last breath upon this earth without a personal relationship with him, who is the only Savior of all mankind, and whose name, there again, is Jesus Christ, you will find your last stop in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone for all eternity. For it says of those who reject the gift of the one and only true and living God's one and only begotten Son, whose name is Jesus Christ, will have nothing to look forward to but what is outlined in Revelation chapter 20, beginning at verse 11, where John the Revelator speaking says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I, John said, saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. My friends, do you see the mystery here? John the Revelator saw this in the vision, in the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ for things that are yet to come. John said, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. It is at the great white throne judgment day of God that he saw, my friends, that is still in our future or in the future of the world because I plan to be going in the rapture and not be at the great white throne judgment of God because I will be in my eternal body living with the Lord and ruling and reigning with him for all eternity coming up very shortly. And I, John said, saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened. And another book was open, which is the book of life. The book of life is where your name goes, my friends, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your one and only Savior. My friends, you must have this personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ to avoid the wrath of God that is soon to be poured out upon this world. John says that they were judged according to their works, which means aside from the blood-stained footsteps that Jesus took from the cross to the throne, my friends. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. My friends, our works, aside from a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, are to God as filthy rags. You cannot get to heaven on good works, my friends. You must have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and do the works that he calls you to do. Those are the only works that are accepted by God Almighty. Verse 14 says, Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. You can die a physical death, my friends. And some people, as the word said earlier in this broadcast, some people will never taste a physical death because the Lord Jesus Christ will come in the rapture and take them before they've had a chance to die. But my friends, if you suffer a physical death, there is a second death to be had if you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is to be cast into the lake of fire. My friends, in another place in the Word of God, it even says that if you are ready, watching, waiting, and uh, praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ and go in the rapture with him, the second death has no effect on you. Because in verse 15, Revelation chapter 20, verse 15, it sums it all up when it says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, the Lord Jesus Christ says, seek the straight and narrow path which leads to life everlasting, that there be few 
that ever find it. And for that reason, my friends, the Lord God has left us instruction on how to make heaven our eternal home, which is found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, where the Apostle Paul was given the great honor of pinning these very timeless words of God, which tell us that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, says the Lord God in his word. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. My friends, as I've told you before, there is a thread that runs throughout the word of God that says that you must call upon the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. For God, outside of the body of Jesus Christ, is a spirit. Jesus Christ was fully man and fully God, my friends. That is the only reason he was ever, ever able to take our place upon the cross of Calvary. Verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, my friends, today you have a choice to make. And that choice is that you can give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to walk with him in the here and now and reap the benefits of a glorious and victorious life as one who walks in the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. And my friends, you know, just giving your heart to the Lord is not the only thing there is to be had. Most people don't know this, and you can learn that from Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. Because after you've asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, the word of God states that you are to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit, which only comes by way of the evidence of speaking with other tongues, as in chapter of Acts verses 1 through 4. My friends, in Acts chapter 19, beginning at verse 1, Paul asks those who followed John the Baptist and knew about getting saved and being baptized in water, he asked them, since you've been, since you have been saved, have you received the Holy Ghost? And they said something very astounding, which was, Since we have believed, we know not that there be any Holy Ghost. My friends, and it's still the very same way today. Many churches just kick the Holy Ghost to the curve and don't remind the people or even teach it or walk in it in themselves that you are to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, be baptized in water, and then... Seek the Lord God for the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit so that you, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and a child of God, can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that you can cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ and they will flee. My friends, we do not do the work, but the Lord God, through the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit that Jesus made possible to us, does. And do not forget it, my friends, because it is very necessary in the life that we lead today. Things are very evil out there today. My friends, we are to walk in the complete armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit and the word. My friends, that includes the Bible. The spirit is the spirit of God and the word is the word of God. The belt of truth, my friends, we are to put on spiritually every day. And the shield of faith that deflects all the fiery darts of the wicked, who is Satan, my friends. And we are to have our feet shod, or we are to cover ourselves by the blood of Jesus through the word of God, in knowing his word, knowing it well, and knowing it correctly. So, my friends, if you want to be ready to escape the soon-coming 42-month open rule and reign of the tyrannical Antichrist and his false prophet, whose rule will be demonically charged by Satan himself under the guise of a new world order and one world system, 
propelled by the mark of the beast, not to mention the full-on simultaneous outpouring of the wrath of God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and Israel, my friends, then today is your day, my friends, to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and to come into living and ask the Lord to come into your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come into your heart and live as you begin to walk in what the Lord God has outlined in his word for us to walk in hand in hand with the Holy Spirit till the Lord Jesus Christ returns for us. The Lord God says that we are to know his word, know it well, and know it correctly for ourselves, my friends. And for those of you who are backslidden today, my friends, all I can say to you is return unto the Lord. He's waiting for you. My friends, I have said this many times to you before. We serve the God who knows the end from the beginning. And I do want to make a error correction last week. I do believe that I said it was Isaiah 10, 46, but it is actually Isaiah 46, 10. And if you were going to look it up, I certainly would want you to find it. My friends, with that said, let us pray today that you will enter into the kingdom of God. And the choice is fully up to you in whom you shall serve for all eternity. With that said, my friends, let us pray. If you will pray these words out loud with me, the Lord Jesus Christ will honor your words from a broken and contrite heart and spirit and begin to walk with you this day. With that said, please repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne this day and I bow down. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you this day with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, please forgive me of my past sins, and please take up residency this moment in my heart and forevermore. Guide me and lead me by way of the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit that I may be ready, watching, and waiting for your imminent return in the rapture, that I will seek the Lord God for the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, I ask that you would, by the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit, teach me to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself, that I will be ready when you call, no matter when it is, And Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And I know that you have heard my prayer, and this day I am your child. In Jesus' precious and holy name, I pray, amen and amen. My friends, if you have asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart today, begin to associate with those of like faith. Visit me at streamsaz.org. Send me an email at streamsaz at cox.net. Let me know that you have given your heart to the Lord, that you plan, as they said in God's Not Dead, I have decided to follow Jesus. My friends, with that said, I would just like to say it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for the Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast here on the DoubleWideNetwork.com. Folks, don't forget to visit me at streamsaz.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert live landing page at DoubleWideNetwork.com forward slash Streams in the Desert. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, and soon-coming King and Messiah, yours too, I hope. And until we meet again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, which only comes by way of a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is 
none other than Jesus Christ. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily located on the DoubleWideNetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?